Guys, did anyone ask for a second cryptid show in a row? Because, uh, if so, we're making your dreams come true today. We are your fairy godparents. With obtuse, rubber goose, green moose, guava juice, giant snake, birthday cake, large fries, chocolate shake kind of godparents. You're welcome. Ooh, can I have green hair? Yeah, if I can have a chocolate milkshake. Let's do it. Okay, cool. We should dye your hair green. That'd be great. Yeah. Like Cosmo green. I want my pink hair back. Hey, there we go. All we, right, let's, let's do, do it. it. Yeah. Let's do let's do Cosmo and Wanda. That way it'll be dyed that color for Halloween. We're, it's going to be great. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. But back to your cryptids, guys. And we're not covering fairy godparents. But that would be cool. We should do that one day. If there are any cryptid stories about fairy godparents. But... Uh, no, we're actually going to New Jersey this week, and if you know what's in New Jersey, then you already know what cryptid we're doing, and I'm really excited! <laughs> Sorry, I was just feeding off from your energy. You're fine, I'm not judging you. I'm judging myself because I lost my place, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, alright, fair warning, I'm gonna go ahead and get this out of the way. The next two or three episodes, maybe even more, I don't know, I'm gonna estimate around two or three episodes... They're gonna be some that some of our audience may want to skip out on because we're getting dark. We're going down the path of, well, Jeffrey Epstein. And not just Jeffrey Epstein, like I'm going to be researching things about other predators and such. And I always say that your mental health is the most important thing and I will never take that back. So. I would rather you skip these episodes and come back to when we do another ghost or another cryptid or even another true crime that you can handle and just take care of yourself. Like, our listens don't mean anything in comparison to your mental health, so please just take care of yourself. Now, if you want to listen, please do. We would love for you to listen. And, you know, we're not one of those podcasts that will go into graphic detail about anything. These are children we're speaking about. And... The reason we're putting these episodes out is because I just feel very moved to do so and not for an entertainment value kind of thing. It's to use as a learning tool so that you can understand what red flags to look for so that we can understand what red flags to look for in people and prevent bad things from happening to innocent people. Because if we're educated on something and we see something that strikes up one of those red flags, we can do something about it and we can prevent monsters from continuing to be monsters if that makes sense so please please do listen if you can but if not please take care of yourself but i'm gonna stop talking about that because this episode is gonna be awesome and there's a few accounts that i was able to find actually there's a good bit of accounts that i was able to find and i wasn't able to put them all in here because it would be like a three or four hour long episode and nobody's asked for that yet yet exactly I mean, if you guys ever put in a request for a four-hour-long episode, I've got my work cut out for me, but you got it. You will definitely have to deal with us making snack noises. So many snack noises and slurping. So if you can make that trade-off, though, we'll give you what you want, if that's indeed what you want. And, okay, this creature that we're doing today, I'm so excited because it has a spooky origin, and it's like an old folklore kind of origin. It's amazing, and I love it, and... I'm so excited! But welcome back. And if you're here for the first time, welcome to Crime and Theory, a podcast dedicated to everything outside the parameters of normal. We are your hosts, Ashley. And Erin. And that is the most normal you will ever hear this intro. From here on out, we're going to go high energy. How, uh, 
How's your week been going? Well, we're recording this right after Mothman, so I'm going to still say stressful. (laughs) But you know what? I'm going to hope and pray that I am the dungeon master that you guys deserve, which is a good one. And I hope I don't let you guys down. I think you will do fantastic. I'm going to have to chug a couple monsters before we go if you want me to give some high voltage energy, though, (laughs) in these characters. But, I mean, I'm excited about it. I'm just really nervous because I don't want you guys to be disappointed in me. Oh, we would never be disappointed in you. But I have planted a love of one of my most loved characters that I have played in the story. And I'm excited about using her. So we're going to see how that goes. How do you think your week's going to go? Um, I think Since it's going to... you want to blindside me. <laughs> I think it's going to go great because I know that me and all of our friends are going to be reeling from having so much fun tomorrow. Well, I love you and I appreciate the vote of confidence. You're welcome. Thank you. So this week, guys, we're going to the Pine Barrens and talking about the Jersey Devil. Let's get started. All sources for today are TheGuardian.com, Cryptids with a Z, I know, fancy, .fandom.com, WeirdNJ.com, you know, like New Jersey, AmericanFolklore.net, and Atlantic-County.org. And there were more, but they actually repeated the same information that I had already written down from these sites, so they got left out, which is why I'm not crediting them, because I didn't actually take any information from them, so there's that. Deal with it. Deal with it. Okay. There are people talking outside our window. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to hear by the time I finish editing, but here we are. So obviously the Jersey Devil, also known as the Leeds Devil, has its roots in New Jersey. I have never heard it called the Leeds. Leeds. L-E-E-D-S. Oh, Leeds. Yeah. Devil. Devil. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Interesting. There's a reason. And actually that has to do with its lore. And I'll get to that in just a second. I have like one more sentence or two. Specifically, the Jersey Devil is from the Pine Barrens. And stories of the Jersey Devil have circulated for actually hundreds of years now. So it's stuck around way longer than Mothman. So its origins actually explains why it's called the Leeds Devil, like I said. So we're going to dive right into that. Back in the year 1735. Yes, 1735. Like we were not even... U.S. yet. This is going way, way back. Hey, I said hundreds of years. I was not joking. There was a woman who was known by the name Mother Leeds. I don't know her actual first name, but she was called Mother. She was the wife of a drunkard, that is their words, not mine, who was also kind of lazy. He was not one to work a whole lot to provide for his family. And let's remember, this is 1735. Women didn't really have any rights back then. So he didn't actually do anything to provide for his family in any way. And this wasn't exactly a time when a woman could just toss away the walking red flag that they were married to and run away and start their own life. So really her sole purpose in being married to this man was to bear children. And bear them she did. They had 12 children together. Holy crap. And she wound up finding herself pregnant for a 13th time. Jeez. Which, you know, if you are 
somebody who wants to have a bunch of kids, hey, more power to you. I'm just saying because she wasn't exactly asked how many children she wanted to have, I feel like that's a bit excessive. Now, she wanted all these kids, fine, but I don't think she did because when she was well into her last pregnancy, she supposedly lifted her hands to the skies and proclaimed, quote, let this one be a devil, end quote. You know, cue lightning and thunderclaps and diabolical laughter, the mwahahahaha. Actually, I think it did just thunder, so. Huh? Uh. I'm cursing her child with her. <laughs> uh, she was honestly probably just tired of giving birth at this point. Again, nobody asked her if she wanted to have children. And she was probably stressing out about having another mouth to feed because her husband wasn't working. They didn't have any money to feed the kids. Yeah, so. that, that was going to be my question. Like, if this dude is this a total useless bag of garbage... How are they making ends meet with that many mouths to feed? I mean, granted, this is the 1700s. People did probably, you know, tend their own gardens with their own vegetables and have some farm animals and things like that. So there wasn't really a whole need for money for the market. Right. However, there are some things that you're probably going to need to send your husband into market for, to go into market for yourself back in 1735 to buy, to make things like flour for bread. If you don't have a mill... To grind your own flour, grind your own wheat into flour. Yeah. Right. And I have to say, I feel bad for this woman. And I know this is just a lore, but I feel bad for her because she could not have had any time to take care of herself. I mean, she was taking care of 12, almost now 13 kids. Uh, She was having to take care of her husband who was always drunk and wasn't apparently the most functional human. I just, I feel bad for her. Even if she is just a character, I feel bad. Now, here's the thing too, though. This 13th child may not have been her husband's. And Mm. again, I do not condone stepping out on your spouse for any reason. However, she was probably very lonely in in a romantic sense and in a companion kind of way. Probably very lonely because her husband seems kind of useless. So legend is that she was having an affair with a British soldier at the time. And the kid might have been his. Ooh. Yeah. So who knows? Well, a few months after this curse... She went into labor. And it was time. It's not like she had a miscarriage or anything like that. Right, right. There was nothing off about it. And here's the real story. Not the real story, but here's the story. It was a dark and stormy night. (laughs) I'm not joking. The story says it was dark and stormy. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. They are really going with that one. Yeah. Well, at least stormy. It could have been the middle of the day, but I'm assuming it's at night because it just makes for a good story. It was a bright and stormy day. That's a weird day. What is that phrase when it rains but the sun's shining? The devil's beating his wife, huh? Ah, ha, ha, ha. Mr. Leeds, Mother Leeds' husband, and their 12 kids were huddled together in a room next to where Mother was, you know, probably yelling in labor pains. And they were probably, you know, having their ears pressed to the door, trying to listen for the first cries of a newborn baby, as you do, or as you did. That's not how it works anymore. Mother Leeds was not by herself, though. She had local midwives there to help her give birth, which is good. And she delivers this kid, no problem. Other than, you know, the body-breaking agony that she had to go through to deliver this kid, nothing was wrong. And by now, she has already forgotten this curse, okay? The baby looks fine, 10 fingers, 10 toes, super squishy and gummy, as a baby is. But nothing's wrong, at least at first. But only moments after this child is born, this kid starts to morph and transform into this hideous 
beast of a creature. It starts to grow at an alarming rate, sprouting horns from its head and growing talons where its fingers were supposed to be. Neat. (laughs) Of course you think it's neat. Death, doom, and destruction? Count me in. Bat-like wings sprouted and unfurled from its back. And where there was once soft newborn flesh, there was now fur and feathers all over its body. Its eyes began to glow bright red. What is with red eyes, guys? What? Why? And the eyes started to grow to fit its new skull. But I really got to know, what, what's with the red? What is with the red eyes? Can they not just ever have like a pretty amber color or something? No, it's always red. <laughs> As everyone, including Mother Leeds, watched in horror, all of this was going on, right? And the family's still in the next room. So the dad and the 12 kids don't really know what's going on, but I'm sure they heard it. And then after this thing was done transforming, it starts to attack the people in the room. It shredded its own mother to bits. Holy cow. It Once it grows, it turns and looks at its own mother and just shreds her to death. I, I'm In my head, I'm imagining like an, uh, like the imp from the Elder Scrolls series. It's a bit bigger than that because the Jersey Devil grew. It's not oh, a baby so he's, anymore. He's full. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I got that it was growing. I just didn't know that it got to like an adult. An adult. I'm assuming size. it's bigger than an adult person. Is what? I, I mean, probably you know, medium humanoid like we are, but yeah. I imagine that it's probably larger than a human. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it grew to full size. Is what I'm trying to say. It's not like the imp from Elder Scrolls because they're really small. Yeah, I, I just thought it still had room for growing. Um. Well, I mean, it's not like its head was going through the ceiling or anything. Right. It wasn't that large, <laughs> but. But once it was done killing its own mom, it turned its attention to the midwives that were in the room. And it started to cry out these unearthly shrieks. And it clawed and bit at the women. And they were torn limb from limb. Some of the women were maimed. But of course, probably missing an appendage or two. While others were outright killed. When it was satisfied with the carnage in the first room, it literally knocked down the door that separated the room of its mother from the rest of the family. And it entered this room, which I'm assuming is like a living room or a salon type room. Uh, it's a small house, but right. I'm just assuming that's the kind of room they were in because there was a fireplace. It entered the room where its father and siblings were now cowering in fear for their lives. And it starts to immediately attack them as well, killing as many as it could. The survivors of this nightmare had to watch in horror as it sprinted toward the chimney and flew up into the chimney, disappearing into the night and leaving a pile of rubble in its wake. And apparently that is when it escaped to the Pine Barrens and has lived there ever since. At least according to legend. That's so cool. I feel like we're going to watch horror movies after we record this, aren't we? Because you're in a spoopy mood right now. I am. You're like, all the death, doom, carnage, destruction, all the bad things. Yes, now we need them. I, I mean... Freddy Krueger, take me away. Not, I mean, not great for them. No. Thankfully, it's a legend, though, so it's okay. Yeah. yeah. But boy, howdy, that would make one awesome start to a movie. You're not wrong, sir. I don't know if there is a movie. Maybe there is. There's a movie about everything else. Yeah. That would make a... You're right. That would make a really good start. Now, to add to the description that the legend has just mentioned, it also has been described as having hooves, 
a snake's tail, bat wings, and a head that looks like a horse. But here's the thing. I've seen drawings of the Jersey Devil, and I think it looks more like a kangaroo than a horse. But that's just me. I don't know. I think my mind's just been on Australia this week because I know they're having cooler weather than we are, and I just want to go so bad. This thing sounds very more like a chimera kind of thing. Humanoid chimera. Yeah. It's like a scrawnier more dangerous version of beast from beauty and the beast yeah yep. now i'm even more scared oh god imagine this thing with a kangaroo head now i'm worried for vicky head. to go back to new jersey for any reason yeah like vicky are you okay is your family okay i'm i'm worried but i don't know where these people got this next bit of information from but apparently it can poison water with its breath so that's fun. And it can breathe fire and has been known to glow. So it might possibly also be a dragon. It's a rank your breath. Speaking of, I want to put this in a and d game. Like if anybody is working for Wizards of the Coast, can you just put that in the next monster manual and give me some credit? Because I want this. I want to kill it. And that's the only way we're going to be able to. By playing the crazy murderous group that we are. Other reports say that its feet are bird-like and instead of hooves, but either way, it is bipedal or bipedal, depending on where you're from in the world. Some people claim that the hoof prints are cloven, which of course is in reference to the Christian version of the devil. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And others that are able to catch a glimpse of the beast say that it has the body of a kangaroo and the head of a dog. So even if it doesn't have the face of a kangaroo, apparently it's got the body of one. Either way. It's part kangaroo, part dragon. We're happy. It's got claws and a forked reptilian tail. I see why they call it their Jersey Devil. This thing's just a whole bunch of things at once. Maybe it just keeps shape-shifting. I just want to know if it smells like sulfur, because if so, it's Satan. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) And, you know, I like your shape-shifting theory, because I even wrote here, I was like, are we sure these people are describing the same creature? Yeah. I don't know. But back to the kangaroo thing. This is the last thing I'm going to mention about it being kangaroo-esque. It can't actually be a straight-up kangaroo because kangaroos are herbivores and clearly the Jersey Devil is not. Anything but. Did I say it's a carnivore or an herbivore? You said it was a carnivore. No, it's an herbivore. I'm sorry. The Jersey Devil is a carnivore. Kangaroo is an herbivore. Okay. Wait, kangaroos eat meat? No, a kangaroo is an herbivore. Oh, my my bad. I got confused. It was the uh, omnivore. Omnivore is both. Yeah. Think of it like this. Carnivore sounds like carne, like beef in Spanish. Oh. Meat. Herbivore has the word herb in it, like vegetables and herbs. See, I always related carnivore to the word carnage, of like oh ripping, that's good too ripping that, something apart. that also works whatever helps you remember it it works so let's talk about its habitat for a minute okay the pine barrens themselves swedish explorers actually called this place draka it's either draka or drake kill but this land is also known for having highly acidic and sandy soil so things can't grow well here at least not your typical crops So when the area became colonized, people with the ability to live here, or people with the ability to live where there was better soil, forgive me, they did so. They left this area and they went for greener pastures, literally. 
which means this area was left for outcasts and less reputable members of society. And let's look at stuff like the Salem Witch Trials and whatnot. People actually believed that if someone fit outside the parameters of normal society, that they should be shunned because that meant they were evil. We hopefully by now know that's not the case, but that means that there were people that lived here and that didn't quite fit in to normal society. And as those people moved into the Barrens, colonials found more reason to keep away. So this creature's origins actually could have come along as folklore thanks to social discrimination. Oh, huh. Which is really sad. That is sad. And maybe also as a way to keep the desirables away from the undesirables. I'm air quoting. You guys can't see me, but I'm air quoting. And I'm being very sarcastic about that because, you know, people were jerks people still are jerks and they think obscenely but i'm thinking maybe that might be the case and one of the articles i read mentioned this so fun fact because we're moving on from the pine barrens i just wanted to kind of give you like a visual a mental visual is that a thing oh i've gotten a whole bunch of mental visuals oh good (laughs) joseph bonaparte as in napoleon's brother Allegedly had a run-in with the Jersey Devil himself back in the year 1820. What? Joseph Bonaparte actually lived in New Jersey for a bit. Really? Yes. And I double-checked the fact, too, and I was like, did Joseph Bonaparte live in New Jersey? Yes. Yes, he did. Wild, right? I didn't know he had a brother. I didn't either. But I guess it makes sense. Because a lot of people have siblings. More people have siblings than not, I think. But... According to the article on AmericanFolklore.net, he was out hunting on his Bordentown estate, and the story goes, quote, One snowy afternoon, Joseph Bonaparte was hunting alone in the woods near his house when he spotted some strange tracks on the ground. They looked like the tracks of a two-footed donkey. Bonaparte noticed that one foot was slightly larger than the other. The tracks ended abruptly as if the creature had flown away. He stared at the tracks for a long moment, trying to figure out what the strange animal might be. At that moment, Bonaparte heard a strange hissing noise. Turning, he found himself face to face with a large winged creature with a horse-like head and bird-like legs. Astonished and frightened, he froze and stared at the beast, forgetting that he was carrying a rifle. For a moment, neither of them moved. Then the creature hissed at him, beat its wings, and flew away, end quote. If I was him, I'd be telling all my friends, hand me my brown pants. Uh, I at least would have wet myself, yeah. Yeah. 100%. No thank you. I wonder, I wonder if this guy, if his hair turned white from just that amount of shock. I mean, he was kind of older at this point, so it's possible. Maybe it just, like, finished graying right there. Yeah. (laughs) Here in the last century or so, at some point, the name Jersey Devil is applied, has been applied to basically anything weird seen in New Jersey that could be a cryptid. So, it's kind of an umbrella term at this point, but it could mean anything from a hairy humanoid creature that resembles Bigfoot to mystery birds to eastern cougars. Just in case you ever hear anybody describing a Jersey Devil... And you're like, hey, that doesn't sound like the story that we talked about on the show. That's why. Okay. But in January of 1909, from the 16th to the 23rd to be exact, 
newspapers started publishing about hundreds of encounters with the devil from all over the state. There were claims that it had, quote-unquote, attacked a trolley car in Haddon Heights and a social club in Camden. Police in Camden and Bristol, Pennsylvania, supposedly had fired on this creature, but to no avail. Like, the thing just kind of kept on trucking. Like, they shot it, but it didn't do anything. So it's bulletproof. I would assume so. Either that or immortal. Kind of hard to kill an immortal. That's true. Other people had reported that there were unidentifiable footprints in the snow. And this newspaper coverage led to everyone really being panicked throughout Delaware Valley. Literally all of this mess caused schools to close down and people of the working class to stay at home. So a lot of people were concerned about this thing to the point where it was affecting society as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. I did did not ever imagine it, it would be this... This is how desensitized we are. 1909 comes around and everybody's deciding they're going to stay out of school. They're going to stay at home because of the Jersey Devil, which, let's be honest, is probably mythological. But here we are with a very real pandemic and everybody's like, I'm going out without a mask. And they don't even believe in science. I don't, I don't understand. How have we fallen so far? <laughs> like, even though the Jersey Devil's probably not real, these people were like, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Yeah. The pandemic's proven to be real, and people are not wanting to be safe rather than sorry. I, I don't understand people. What is with why? Kind of makes you wonder, like, 100 years from now, if this whole COVID pandemic is going to be talked more as, like, a lore legend. I wonder. Probably spawn some kind of new cryptid about toilet paper monsters. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why all the toilet paper disappeared off the shelves. <laughs> Kids sitting around a campfire with this face of horror. <laughs> they wouldn't be sitting around campfires You're anymore. Right. It would be digital. Yeah. It would be like some kind of hologram or something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Some VR campground. Yeah, there we go. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I have to give you that one. Thank you. <laughs> It is rumored that the Philadelphia Zoo posted a $10,000 reward for the capture of the Jersey Devil. Whoa! I read on one article that it was actually $10,000 for just a fecal sample of the Jersey Devil. But another article said for the capture. I'm going to go with that because that sounds a lot less gross. Can you imagine? I'm sorry. No, go for it. Like, all the people trying to cash in on that, just the amount of literal crap... That people Probably. would be handing in. Ugh. But I think it was actually the capture of the Jersey Devil and not a fecal sample. Because people wanted that money to the point that someone actually painted a kangaroo green and stuck fake wings to it. No. Yes, this poor baby. If I were that kangaroo, I would have punched him. But that's me. And that's why I'm not a kangaroo. I would be terrible at my job. Apparently, during that nightmare of a week, a Camden woman found the Jersey Devil trying to eat her dog. What is with cryptids eating dogs? I know, right? Last week, that one guy was like, hey, trying to eat my dog. I like this woman, though, okay? The dog was fine, by the way. It was just trying to eat her dog. She comes outside with a broom, and she whacks it with a broom until it flies away. (laughs) 
I don't know why. I feel like she's in a house, in her house coat or something. And she's got this broom and a cigarette sticking out of the side of her mouth. Even though this is 1909. That's not what people dressed like back then. But that's just what's happening in my head. And clearly the Jersey Devil had to be more afraid of her. Than she was of it. Yeah. Because it flew away. Yeah. I was like, why are you beating me? Because, I mean, like earlier you, you... said that this thing is more than capable of shredding someone to pieces. At least in its origin story. Yeah. Sure. So. Maybe it's just calmed down after a while and it kind of grew more sentience and it's like, hey, I don't want to hurt people anymore. I'll just eat their dogs instead. Yeah. That's where it really hurts anyway. Physical wounds can heal, but emotional wounds are forever. (laughs) (laughs) I laugh because it's sad and true. Uh, In 1934, near South Pittsburgh, Tennessee... A kangaroo-like beast... What is with these kangaroos? A kangaroo-like beast was reported by several witnesses over... Why am I laughing? (laughs) Sorry, I can't stop thinking about the woman with the broom. (laughs) A kangaroo-like beast was reported by several witnesses over the course of five days to have killed... Yet the kangaroo-like beast was witnessed to have killed and partially devoured several animals. My brain short-circuited. I'm so sorry. And a witness described the animal as looking, quote, like a large kangaroo running and leaping across a field, end quote. So either the Jersey Devil is real and it is very kangaroo-like, or it is an actual kangaroo, but it's rabid. This kangaroo has had the taste of blood and he likes it. I don't know why Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl just popped into my head, but the lyrics are replaced with I tasted blood and I liked it. (laughs) I don't know why. A search party got together and followed this animal's tracks to a mountainside cave. And that's where the prince just stopped. I'm assuming nobody went into the cave because, I mean, it's dangerous to go into a cave. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it... Bears. Well, not just that. You know, stalactites can oh, fall yeah. on you and rocks can crumble, caves can cave in. It's dangerous. So if they didn't go in, smart move. Then in July, I'm sorry, then on July 27th, 1937, an unknown animal, quote, unquote, with red eyes, was seen in Downington, Pennsylvania by residents and it was compared to the Jersey Devil by a Philadelphia Bulletin reporter. Which, I mean, it makes sense because that area of the North is all pretty close together, isn't it? Is Pennsylvania mm-hmm. close to New Jersey? I don't know geography, y'all. Like, it's sad, but our geography lessons were garbage. Oh, yeah, Pennsylvania's literally right beside New Jersey, so we're good. Yeah, they're At least good. I was right. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was about to say, I am an idiot. In 1951, in Gibbstown, New Jersey, a group of boys claimed to have seen a quote-unquote monster matching the devil's description, and a creature's corpse was found matching the Jersey Devil description back in 1957. But that does not mean that it was the devil, because in 1960, tracks and noises were heard near May's Landing that were claimed to have come from Jersey Devil. So that means that if it was dead, it either came back to life, or there are others like it. That is even more terrifying. I will not argue that, good sir. Now, on to some actual encounters. Are you ready? Yeah, buddy, I'm ready. Okay. This is a submission from a woman named Mary Ritzer Christensen. It's not submitted to us, by the way. It's one of the places that I listed at the beginning, guys. This has haunted me since it happened in 1972. 
I was a senior at what was then Glassboro State College. I had heard about the Jersey Devil when I came to South Jersey, but being from North Jersey, a different world, I thought I was far too sophisticated to believe in such humbuggery. Oh, humbuggery. That's cute. I like that word. That's going to be a new word in my vocabulary. We're going to get shirts with the word humbuggery printed on it now. (laughs) One winter night, I was driving to Glassboro from Blackwood on Green Tree Road. At the time, the road was flanked by orchards and farms. There were few houses, and there was hardly any development. I was completely sober and awake when I caught a glimpse of something in my rearview mirror. Curious as to what it could be, I'm sorry, curious as to what it could have been, I slowed down to take a gander. It was dark out, but moonlit enough that I had no trouble at all discerning the upright figure of a creature crossing the road from one side to the other, roughly 25 feet behind my car. The figure stood taller than a man by far, see, it is bigger than a human, and had thick haunches similar to a goat's, supporting its nearly human-looking torso, and huge woolly head. It moved heavily and didn't seem at all disturbed by my being there. I didn't linger long enough to see much more. I hit the gas and flew to the Madison Park apartments in the borough. So so petrified was I that I slept the rest of the night in the car, unwilling to get out in the same darkness that had introduced me to the Jersey Devil. Never again from that day on have I ridden on Green Tree Road, day or night, that I haven't gotten the heebie-jeebies just thinking about that winter night so long ago. That is trippy. No, thank you. I want to go to New Jersey now, though. I think I'm a glutton for punishment because I just, I want to go hunt these things. If Travel Channel needs to have a show where people go cryptid hunting, but they make it fun. And I feel like we would be the perfect candidates to host this show. I will say, if I am driving down that road and that thing's there, I am going to stop, immediately put the car in reverse, and I am going to drive in reverse. And run it over? No. Oh, okay. Driving away from it. Oh, you said if it was behind you, that means you'd be going toward it. Oh, no. Because it was behind her. Oh, it was Not, behind her. Yeah, she looked in her rearview mirror. Oh, okay. So um, she kept going forward to get away from it. That's a better plan. Yeah. I don't want to go near it. I want to go further away from it. My my foot would be on the pedal so hard. I, 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 I think I would flintstone it. Like, my feet would just be touching the Rear road. Pavement. And just... <laughs> Whatever I had to do. See, that's why Travel Channel needs to hire us. We would make it fun. Yeah. We have listeners in California, so I'm wondering, I don't know where Travel Channel is actually, where their headquarters actually is, but I'm assuming in California because everything feels like it's out in California. You're right. So I'm I'm going to uh, put a personal request out. Can you guys, I don't know, maybe work on making a new show. We will, we will work for minimum wage. <laughs> okay, maybe not minimum wage. We, you know, want... We'll work for good their, pay. We'll work for their minimum wage and live where we are. Look, we won't ask for nearly as much as Ghost Adventures does. That's all I'm saying. Because I'm sure the minimum wage there has to be super high. Huh. But I I want to work for salary. I don't want to work hourly. So we'll negotiate, but it won't be nearly as much as you pay Zach Bagans. That's all I'm saying. Okay. There we go. You ready for the next story? Definitely. I feel like we're doing an episode of Scared to Death podcast, and I love it because I love them so much. <sighs> Feels good. 
All I need is some fuzzy socks. We have fuzzy socks. I know, but... Do you want your fuzzy socks? No, it's a little bit warm in here right now. Oh, okay. Because we don't have the air running, so we don't pick up all the extra noise. We're sweating for you guys. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, this next story says... It's submitted by a guy named Keith. That's all his name says. It's just Keith. The Keith. Keith. Uh, I spent a lot of time in the Pine Barrens when I was growing up in New Jersey and had my share of strange experiences. When I was about 13, I went camping alone near Hampton Furnace. I had a bow with me and went looking for a rabbit dinner about an hour before sundown. Something started following me back in the trees. It tailed me back to my camp and circled while I cooked my dinner. This kept up until about two hours after dark, and let me tell you, it was one dark night. I finally decided that my visitor had moved on and crawled into my tent. When I just started to calm down, I heard a foot stomp down right behind the tent. I got all set to jump out when this thing, whatever it was, started screaming. Aaron's shaking his head no. (laughs) I would compare the volume of the scream to a large truck's horn. I couldn't decide what to do. I had my bow and knife, but they didn't seem like much. After several blasts, it just stopped. I didn't hear a sound except my heart for about an hour. I was sure that if I stuck my head out of that tent, I'd lose it. In the morning, I could... Aaron's shaking his head yes. In the morning, I could find no tracks in the pine needles. To this day, I still don't like sleeping in tents. I'd rather take my chances in the open. No. No. Now I don't want to go camping. We were just talking about this the other day. I was like, I want to go camping. I'm not even a camping person, but I would love for us and our friends to just go on a camping trip, you know, play some music, have some s'mores, just enjoy ourselves in some nice, cool fall weather. And now I've completely changed my mind. Thank you, Keith. Jeez, Keith, just ruining everything. (laughs) Yeah, not the Jersey Devil, just Keith for telling anybody about it. Let's victim blame here for a minute. (laughs) Unbelievable. This next story is by a person named Sunny Z which I like their name. I like the name Sunny. I think it's nice. Makes me happy. It says, let me tell you of a sighting of the Jersey Devil. I was driving up Route 9 in Bayville around 10 p.m. There were two cars in front of me, and we were traveling about 35 miles per hour. To the right of Route 9 is a mini mall type building with woods behind it. To the right is all woods. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. How can... They both be to the right. Do you mean to the left is one and to the right is the other? I'm confused. I'm guessing to the left is one of these things and to the right and to the other side is all woods. All of a sudden, I saw this big thing run across Route 9. It looked like one of the classic pictures of the Jersey Devil. It had no tail, no fur, its ribs showed, and it had a long, odd head with short ears that laid flat. It looked almost 10 feet tall. I noticed it because the first car stepped on its brakes, as did the second car. When I looked ahead, I saw this thing galloping across Route 9 and straight into the woods. I was not really scared because it didn't register yet. I stopped to mail something in the mailbox about 300 feet from the main road, and I saw a child's shirt, shorts, and one sneaker lying on the ground. I mailed my letter, ran to my car, and laid rubber all the way home. I was certain that I had seen the Jersey Devil. No one believes me. They say it was a deer. I've never seen a quote-unquote deer that big, that fast, or that weird looking in my life. 
What's really creepy is that the other two people driving in front of me stepped on their brakes, so they must have seen it too. Apparently the Jersey Devil likes roads. That's my guess. Have I just taken all the speech out of you at this point? Yes. That is terrifying. It's not as scary as the second story with the camping and the tent. I think that one really got to me the most. Yeah, the camping one, definitely. This one, yeah. Yeah, the first one too, with seeing it in your rearview mirror, that's horrifying to me. But I think the second one is, it's the physically closest encounter that I've named so far, or that I even have. But that one got me. Like, I never want to go into the woods again. I'm solid. If a zombie apocalypse happens, I will be hiding out somewhere city instead of wooded. I I can't. Mm -hmm. The last thing I need is zombies and the Jersey Devil coming after me. No, thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) All right, we got one more story. Okay. You want it? Yeah. Okay, well, I didn't know. You were looking kind of scared for a minute. This is from someone named Megan. Their name's just Megan. Is Megan going to ruin something for us too? Sometimes Megans do ruin things. Except for my cousin Megan, who is the most perfect human being and I love her so much. But I don't know. I mean, I this Megan's probably going to ruin something for me because it's a Jersey Devil encounter. She's so. going to be like our, our buddy Keith's wife. <laughs> probably. It says, I actually have two stories about the Jersey Devil. Oh, she's going to double ruin things. <laughs> oh, Megan. The first one is my own experience. I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm sorry. I'm loopy. The first one is my own experience. As a little kid, my parents took my family camping every summer around the Pine Barrens. I'm already done. I'm done. Camping, no. Yep. Camping with Keith. Uh, <laughs> watch Keith be like her brother or her dad. One night, as we all slept in a big tent, I woke up to the sound of what, to me, was like a woman screaming. Always the screaming. It was a blood-curdling scream over and over again, but I was the only one awake. I thought, being the naive child I was, that a woman was being attacked by a wolf. I don't know where I got that conclusion, but it must have been from the screams. No one believed my story, ever. As I got older, I became more interested in the Jersey Devil legend. Many of the stories were people talking about the screams they hear in the pines at night. As they described them, I got chills because I knew what they were talking about. And then here's the next part. It says, a few years ago, I was talking to my uncle who is from Pomona, and he compared what I described to what he has also heard growing up in the pines. This leads me to my other story, which is his experience. He said that when he was growing up, he had this dog that would stay by him all the time as he played out in the woods and fields around his house. One day, while he was on his porch, he could hear those same screams coming from deep in the woods and his dog ran out of sight after the noise. Apparently, the screams got louder and the dog scrambled back to the porch with his tail between his legs and never left the porch again. As hard as he tried, my uncle could not get his once faithful dog to follow him into those woods. So maybe this isn't any hard evidence, but it sure as heck is weird. There is no doubt in my mind that someone exists, that something exists out there. So Megan didn't ruin it as much as Keith. We're fine with Megan. But Keith, man, why did you not pack up and go home? I know. I mean, I understand you were afraid to leave your tent, but if you thought something was tracking you to begin with, why did you stay, sir? I know, right? I don't understand. 
maybe he knew that he he wouldn't be able to make it to his car before it was dark outside. Maybe he was that far out in the woods. Yeah, I guess. And it was an hour before dark when he started rabbit hunting, so I guess that could make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just never want to go into the woods again. Nope. Yep. Yep. And, you know, New Jersey sounds like a fun place, or at least it did until this episode. I have been in the woods twice. To camp? No. Oh, have you ever been camping? Uh, only in my backyard. Okay. Um, one was out of my own accord because some dude snatched me up and put me out in the woods. He was on a haunted hayride. It was somebody from the church his grandpa goes to. Yeah. He was not being kidnapped. But he's... But it's also not okay to touch somebody without their consent, so... Yeah. He snatched me up, put me into the middle of the woods, and I couldn't... I couldn't even see my hands. It was that dark. And that... That mortified me. And then there was the other time... I was a lot older at this point, and... Me, my brother, and one of our old-time friends just went walking in the woods, trusting that our friend knew what he was doing. We got lost. Oh, cool. Yeah. So maybe we shouldn't go into the woods even without the Jersey Devil, but now we know the Jersey Devil's out there, which makes things way worse. Yeah. Oh, great. I still kind of want to go camping, though. I mean, honestly, the only time that we hear of the Jersey Devil actually causing any harm is in its origin story, which is clearly folklore. At this point, all anybody else does is just see the thing. Like, it might scream, and the scream's terrifying. Maybe it's sick, and it's trying to ask you to help it, though, you know? Just trying to look at things from all sides here. Like, uh... We can't just assume it's uh, an evil creature just because it looks weird. Like the lion with the, the thorn in its paw. Sure. What if it was like, hey, I need a doctor, and that guy was just like, I'm not helping you, you know? I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, it could have wanted to eat Keith, but at the same time... It could have just been like, hey, I was watching you out there. You're a good hunter. Good job, buddy. And then just left, you know? Yeah. We don't speak Jersey Devil language. We don't know what it was saying. Who have I become? I'm, I'm defending <laughs> I understand if you want to leave me. Never. Good, I'm glad. Unless Mothman comes along, and in that case. I completely understand. Curtain, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> But that is all I've got for today. So this is going to be a slightly shorter episode, but that's okay. It was fun. And fun fact, I did not read. I just picked the uh, Jersey Devil stories at random. I did not read them before I posted them into here. So like your reaction and my reaction were a thousand percent legit. I mean, your reactions are always legit anyway. I'm just saying like I, if there was any surprise in my voice, that was absolutely real because I did not know where this was going. That's very cool. It says in the end here that I wrote, um, apparently a lot of people don't claim the Jersey Devil as a cryptid for some reason. Well, they do just claim it as an actual demon? I don't know. I don't know what they claim it as. I just read in an article that they don't claim it as a cryptid, like how we have Bigfoot and the Abominable Snowman and the Yowie and the Bunyip and the Thunderbird and all these things. Apparently Jersey Devil does not fall into that category for some reason. It's a cryptid to me. I don't... Maybe it's because it's not but in one location. I don't know. That doesn't make sense either. I don't know why it's not claimed. But I think it's neat and I'm claiming it as a cryptid. 
And apparently, the further north you go in New Jersey, the more benevolent the stories of the Jersey Devil seem to get. Really? Yeah. So, the further north you go, the nicer the stories are. Huh. They don't see him as, like, a bad guy or as a threat of any kind. Apparently, servicemen from the Vietnam War era are actually known to say that the devil is an anti-war symbol. I don't know how, but I think that's great. And I'm just saying, it must not be too bad of a creature because that is what New Jersey's hockey team is named after. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Jersey Devils. New Jersey. Yeah. I mean, they're not my favorite hockey team, but they're pretty good. And I think that means that the Jersey Devil is their good luck charm. I don't know why I drew that conclusion, but here we are. Or at least it's for psychological freaking the other teams out. Have you ever seen their emblem? It's not that scary. Really? Yeah. But anyway, we hope that you guys enjoyed this week's episode. And again, disclaimer for the next few weeks, child sex slavery includes Epstein, but it's not limited to him. Make your judgment as you will. So... Again, follow us on Instagram if you want to be updated about what we're posting when. Because, again, I don't know how many episodes this is going to run. And you'll be able to uh, keep up. No problem. And you can do that on at Crime and Theory Pod on Instagram. And same on Facebook. And you can follow us at Crime and Theory on Twitter. But I literally never use it. I am one of those people that just, eh, I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea. But also, please don't forget to rate, review, follow, subscribe, all of that fun stuff on your favorite listening platform so that you can be notified to when we drop a new episode. And it really helps our show grow. Aaron, is there anything else you'd like to say? Um, clearly don't go camping in the pines. Yeah, you're right. That's a, that's a good idea. And if you do go camping, bring some holy water or holy hand grenade. Definitely the holy hand grenade. And even if you're not religious, maybe bring a Bible too just to be safe. Yeah. And it can't hurt to also sleep with a shotgun by your pillow. Yeah. Or slash person. You know, a demon slaying sword. You know, whatever tickles your fancy. <laughs> a demon slaying sword. I feel like we're just turning... I'm telling you, we're turning the Jersey Devil into a monster manual creature at this point. It's great. But in that case, stay safe this week, guys. Don't curse your kids because you just might get what you ask for, even if you were good about that curse months later. And as always, don't get haunted. We will see you guys next Thursday. <laughs>